Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. What happens when we die? That is a question that many of us have. According to a recent poll, 55% of us are certain that there are some type of afterlife which could possibly even include reincarnation. 37% aren't sure what happens when we take our last breath, and 8% of us believe that when we die, our time is up, and that's it. For those who have had a near-death experience, the answer is very clear. Though details and descriptions vary across cultures, the overall tenor of the experience is remarkably similar. Many of these stories relate the sensation of floating up and viewing the scene around one's unconscious body, spending time in the beautiful otherworldly realm, meeting spiritual beings that some call angels, and a loving presence that some call God, encountering long-lost relatives or friends, recalling scenes from one's life, feeling a sense of connectedness to all creation as well as a sense of overwhelming transcendent love, and finally, being called, reluctantly, away from the magical realm and back into one's body. Tonight, you're going to hear a few of these stories. When Greg Nome was 24 years old, he slipped into the churn beneath a waterfall and began to drown. His body pummeled against the sandy riverbed. What he saw there surprised him. Suddenly his vision filled with crystal clear scenes from his childhood, events he had mostly forgotten, and then moments from early adulthood. The memories, if that's what they were, were vivid and crisp. Was he reliving them? Not quite. They came at a high speed, almost all at once, in a wave, and yet he could process each one individually. In fact, he was able to perceive everything around him, the rush of the water, the sandy bed, all of it brilliantly distinct. He could hear and see as never before, he recalled later, and despite being trapped underwater, he felt calm and at ease. He remembered thinking that prior to this moment, his senses must have been dulled somehow, because only now could he fully understand the world, perhaps even the true meaning of the universe. Eventually, the imagery faded. Next, there was only darkness. And then there was a feeling of a short pause, like something was about to happen. Noam recounted the story at a support group in Connecticut in 1985, four years after his experience. He had survived, but now he hoped to understand why, during a moment of extreme mortal crisis, his mind had behaved the way that it did. 
Greg Gnome's story is just one of thousands of stories that have been looked at and evaluated over the years. Take public speaker Anita Morjani, for example. She shared her story with Maria Shriver on the Today Show back in 2015. She said, I believe that I died, yes, that I crossed over into the afterlife and back. She added that the afterlife is like being in a really unlimited space and time. She was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2002. She considers herself more spiritual than religious. She was losing her cancer battle, withering down to just 85 pounds and battling tumors from the base of her skull to her abdomen. She slipped into a coma in February of 2006. She said that's when she died and crossed over to an afterlife. I felt as though I was above my body, she said. It was like I had a 360 degree peripheral vision of the whole area around, but not just in the room where my body was, but beyond the room. According to Morjani, she was reunited with her late father who told her to turn back. He said that I've gone as far as I can, and if I go any further, I won't be able to turn back. But I felt I didn't want to turn back because it was so beautiful. It was just incredible because for the first time, all the pain had gone. All the discomfort had gone. All the fear was gone. I just felt so incredible. And I felt as though I was in, enveloped in the feeling of just love, unconditional love. Citing an incredible clarity where everything started to make sense, she said she decided to return to her body because she believed it would heal very, very quickly. And it did. Within four days, her tumors had shrunk by 70% and the doctors were shocked. She kept telling everyone that she was going to be okay. It was not her time to die. One of the most well-known examples of near-death experiences involves Annabelle Beam. The book and subsequent movie, Miracles from Heaven, were based on her experience. At four years old, Annabelle was diagnosed with chronic digestive disorder, and at eight years old, she was already experiencing intense pain and frequent hospital visits. She was always so sweet and gracious, her father Kevin said. She wasn't making a big deal out of it, and she was suffering in silence. But the suffering started to overwhelm Annabelle. I told my mom, Mama, I want to die and go to heaven with Jesus where there is no more pain. I don't want to be in this much pain for the rest of my life, she said. And so I was so committed to just giving up that sometimes whenever I couldn't sleep, I'd kind of try and figure out what would happen if I did die. Then I decided that my mom would come with me. My dad would stay and watch my sisters. Annabelle's mother, Christy, refused to believe what she had heard. I remember thinking, that's not what she said, Christy recalled. She doesn't know anything about giving up. She's a fighter. Days later, Annabelle said she fell 30 feet from a tree branch that cracked while she was sitting on it with her sister, Abby. She claims that after bumping her head three times on the way down and falling into the hollowed out base of the tree, she died and went to heaven. It was really bright and I sat on Jesus' lap. He told me, whenever the firefighters get you out, there will be nothing wrong with you. I asked if I could stay, but he said no. I have plans you need to fulfill on earth that you cannot fulfill in heaven. A few days later, she told her family about her experience. She was very matter of fact. 
Very, this is what happened. Not at all animated, just here are the facts, Chrissy said. And then she stopped talking and looked out the window for the rest of the trip. Now symptom-free, Annabelle has gone from taking 10 daily medications to none. She fell 30 feet headfirst without any injuries or even one bug bite, her mom said. She came out of the tree hours later wet, muddy, with scratches, and she's well. The tree, which toppled down due to weather, remains in the Beam family front yard beside a cross Kevin carved after the accident. I'm glad that I didn't ever try and cut it down, he said. I do think that that tree was actively involved in a miracle. Christy said that tree had a purpose. It was a vessel. Annabelle, who still continues to climb trees, feels fortunate. Most kids aren't ever healed, she said. And so anytime I see that tree, I'm just grateful and happy. Take on a vampire guild 